Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. Well, I'm on my way traveling through America and this morning I'm in New York and I'm about to jump on a plane to head to West Palm Beach, Florida to start a five-day business mastery course with Tony Robbins and about 2,000 other business owners from around the world. So I'm really excited and looking forward to that. There's going to be some long days and I've had an incredible week here in New York. I was lucky enough to see the season's first snowfall and it really was like nothing else I've ever experienced. I've only experienced snow at Mount Buller from a snow machine, uh, but the the magic of seeing those beautiful snowflakes just gently falling to the ground and turning the city into this white wonderland it was it was really magic and I actually got quite emotional on the evening walking through Central Park and um, and, and just seeing the the beautiful snow and experiencing something that I'd never experienced before. But one of the things I've been doing while I've been over here is continuing my triathlon training and so I joined up at the New York Health Club and have been doing my swimming in their saltwater pool. I've been doing cycling and I've been averaging about twenty to 30,000 steps just exploring New York City. So I haven't been doing a lot of running training, just keeping my knees and feet taken care of as it is. Uh, but one of the things I did before I left is I thought I need to pick the brains of someone who has done triathlons. And so this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio is with the beautiful Steph Hill, who she has done a number of uh, Olympic triathlons, the one that I'm signed up for. She's also done some half Ironmans, and she's also a firefighter with the New South Wales Fire. Uh, fire service and so it was actually really great to be able to chat to her and just ask about her experience with the bushfires around Australia and and what it's been like for her and she actually had a pretty interesting story to share um, about feeling somewhat helpless just like a lot of us did during that time so this is a great chat with my beautiful friend. She's also studied NLP with Paul and um, she's sort of like a Jill of all trades. She's a personal trainer, a Pilates instructor, a firefighter, a coach. Um, she does lots of things and she also does social media uh, marketing as well. So it was great to chat to Steph. She is a burst of inspiration and just an all all-round great down-to-earth girl. So loved having this chat. I am about to jump on a plane to West Palm Beach, so I will check in with you next week and let you know how Business Mastery went over here in America. Have a great week. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, about two or three days ago, I received a massive care package in the mail from my next guest, Steph Hill, which was chock block filled with everything you could possibly need in terms of attire for triathlons. So thank you so much for sending me all of that gear. I'm excited to have this conversation with you today about triathlons and about firefighting and about inspiring people to live their best lives. How are you feeling today, Steph? 
I'm good. I'm actually a little nervous. I've never been on a podcast before, but I'm excited. Hey, there's a first time. I'm I'm honored to be your first of many, I'm sure. So that's exciting. And so you've been you worked all last night. You're a, you're a firefighter in New South Wales and yeah. you taught a Pilates class this morning, I understand. I did. Yeah. So I did I shifted 24 hours, so I did 7 a.m. yesterday to 7 a.m. this morning. Um, we do get to rest. It's not like I'm up all 24. Um, and then yeah, got back this morning. I only live about half an hour away from where my station is. And then had a little bit to eat. And then yeah, did Pilates 9.30, 10.30, which is a bit like my side gig, a bit of fitness, which, which is good having both. I quite enjoy it. And we have talked about the fact that you are quite multi-passionate. You know, you still do personal training, you manage social media accounts, you do, you're a firefighter, you do Pilates. You must be epic at time management <laughs> yes and no I, I have my I have my pros and you know good and bad I am um, a bit of a procrastinator sometimes but I think once something is exciting and I like to do it I think I get done quickly and I think I like being I work better when I'm busy I know when I've got too much downtime I yeah. don't get done but when I'm busy which all these things kind of keep me busy I'm, I'm good I'm on I'm on track so I, um, so you're human, you know, everyone, has yeah. time, so that's, that's good. Um, yeah. so, I mean, I think first of all, I'd really like to just have a quick conversation about the fires and obviously the devastation that's gone through Australia in the last month or two with how big a scale it's been. And you serve a really important part of the community. You're in kind of like downtown Sydney in the biggest city in Australia. Um, so it's not like you could leave your station or post while the fires were going on in rural area did it feel like you did you ever have times in the last few months where you felt like helpless and like you wanted to get out there and and help yeah to be honest because I was on um annual leave the last month so that's you know you get your leave group and you've you've got sort of forced leave at certain times of the year oh wow did feel a bit helpless because like was it's you can't actually put your name down to go on or so we have strike teams which go down to help so if you're on annual leave or sick leave or workers comp, you can't actually do any extra hours. So I was like, well, I can't even do it if I want to at the moment. So I've, I'm back on work now. Um, so now I can do the help that I, you know, I feel like I was a bit like, everyone's asked me how the, how everything's going. And I'm like, well, I'm not actually even working at the moment, but before I went annual leave, we did do a few um, standby. So that means our station, I'm at Piedmont. We get sent to an area which might be affected on that, like a hot, uh, fireman day um which which you know you sort of like you're helping but then nothing really went up sort of on those days so it came back and but then I got really bad this month and it, I do feel a little bit helpless like just in the way of like it's 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 just hard to watch sometimes like you, you just really feel for the people that are involved and you really just want to get down there and help but obviously I can't just drive down there and help them can I so um mm-hmm. but yeah I think the main thing is sort of as I was saying before the that we, we turned on was you know don't panic you know um, I think panic just creates more panic um, have a plan and I think you know talk to your fire stations that are close by and just sort of get a bit more you know knowledge on how you can protect it if you do want to and have a plan I think is the main thing and get out when you can mm, yeah mm. good advice and I yeah. think you know it's raised a lot of really important conversations and discussions and I mean it's it's horrible what's happened I think what is really 
beautiful is that there are a lot of good things that are coming from this devastation and some very important conversations that really needed to be brought to the top of the surface and yeah, yeah that's um that would have been really strange being on annual leave whilst that was yeah. all going on and <laughs> I, I could imagine that that would be a very odd situation but you know um I was thinking you know we still need firefighters in all of our cities and it would have been yeah. odd for them feeling like they're kind of sitting on their hands while the rest of the country and even you know volunteer cfs people that aren't even getting paid for it are out there fighting the, the, the big fires that would be yeah. a, a strange kind of paradox in a way so thank you um and i think you know it's a very um i'm, I'm sure like people have a lot of perspectives on what the job is like but i think a lot of it you've sort of talked to me about given that you're in kind of downtown sydney a lot of it is the apartment building fire alarms smoke alarms that go off a lot of it's waiting yeah. isn't it yeah well yeah a lot of it is the alarms going off which generally are generally nothing but can be some sometimes you know a kitchen alight without people even knowing and they're like oh the toaster's a burnt the toaster's burnt again I'm like well actually it was actually a fire this time um but otherwise you know you get motor vehicle accidents a lot of people driving silly in the city or floodings or um we assist police with a few things we assist ambo so it's it's is mainly the alarms going off but we do get the occasional you know unit fire or you know a big accident or something a bit more which is never good but obviously a bit more exciting for us <laughs> exactly yeah. and um I remember you as well I don't know if this is appropriate but I just got a flashback <laughs> to you telling me that you got called out to a house fire once and it was actually there was someone's buck show and they thought that you were the stripper. Is that right? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, oh my God. God. Yes. Oh, it, it happens more than, more than you think. It's quite funny. Like it was, it was a very fancy hotel. We went up and it was like a bunch of guys. I think it was a box or it was just a boys, you know, boys weekend. And it was me, another guy who went up to when the alarm goes off, we go to the panel, we see where it is. We got to check. You have to check before they reset it. And as we're going up, the security guard was like, oh, it's, it's a boys weekend and the guy was on me that goes oh you're going in there I was like damn it so we knocked on the door and like you know obviously they answered and they're like oh the strippers are here and I was like oh shoot <laughs> so I walked in tried that professional and like oh there's the alarm off we go and you know they made some comments but they were you know they were harmless but it does happen Mm. quite often on those funny boys weekends well on that note um let's <laughs> let me pick your brain for a bit because I want to ask you about you know you've obviously had, had to handle a lot of unexpected and uncertain situations but one of the things that you have really thrown yourself into I mean you've always been into fitness I know we had a bit of a chat about that but the last few years you've really started getting into triathlons and I think you said you've done two half Ironmans did you say yeah, two half Ironmans. How many? You've done about four or five Olympic triathlons and yeah. quite a few sprint ones. So my question to you, Steph, is why do you think people do triathlons? That's a good question. I feel like everyone's probably got their own little answer, but I think the majority would probably say, you know, it's it's the challenge. It's something like it's always on someone's bucket list. It's, you know, it's three disciplines in one. Like, you know, a lot of people we'll try and do you know a marathon to tick off for something or a long ride but all three it's that next sort of I guess adventure um it's very social too so I think like it also you know if it's a your friend doing one it sort of motivates you to do another one, to do one as well um but I think maybe the challenge you know you can tick it off you're like I did it especially the longer ones I think what was your experience in like the first 
triathlon that you did? What did you experience? What did you encounter? And what did you have to overcome? Um, so my first ever one was Port Stevens um, Tri, which is run by Elite Energy. And that was probably two and a half years ago, maybe. Um, oh, I was, I was all over the shop. I remember my swim. I was like panicking because the surf was big. Um, one tip, don't panic in the ocean because you don't get any further. Um, <laughs> I was, and then the bike. So I decided to buy the shoes with the cleats and, you know, thinking I was going to be his pro and stuff. Um, but clicking in and out isn't as easy as it looks. So I was, you know, having a little bit of a panic about clicking in and out when I on and off the bike. Um, but I, I've always been a runner. So I knew once I got past the bike leg, I was fine. So once I got there, I started to run and then I felt, felt good. But the challenges definitely were, I think the, the panic in the swim, worrying about the cleats. Um, Fatigue-wise, I was actually all right. I, I've done a lot of running before, so it wasn't too bad. Um, but it was just it was just also fun to finish it. I and mean, we did it with friends too. So I think it's it's so fun in a social social setting. Yeah. And you sort of mentioned that you've always been a runner. Do you think most people, I mean, I don't have a preferred leg. <laughs> I don't yeah. like any of the three. I don't really <laughs> like I don't really like cardio, so this is really pushing me. It's a lot more yeah. cardio than I'm used to. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's um, it's definitely a mental game, don't you yeah. think? Oh, yeah. Especially in the long, when you just have to get a bit longer mm. in, in the distances, it's, it's definitely a mental game. And I think, too, like when you start doing the shorter ones, you're like, oh, cool, my run is now, you know, at a certain pace, and then you start doing the longer ones you've also got to remember that you've got to slow your pace down to run further in a way, like just to start it off and then build back up again. Yes. Um, which I had to learn because I used to run a lot faster than I did because I was doing shorter stuff. And then I started doing the longer stuff. I was like, why can't I get that pace? I'm like, oh, Steph, you're doing like quadruple the distance. That's why. So it's sort of like, yeah. you know, not being so hard on yourself and being patient with the training as well. Like you're not, you're not going to get it all at once. Yeah. Yeah. And why, um, why do you think people, once they've done one, they like, I mean, obviously not everyone keeps doing them. There'd be a lot of people that do triathlons and say, I'm never doing that again. But it seems to be a culture where people then go on and continue doing them. And then, as you said, you know, go on to do like half Ironmans. I think the first time that I heard what an Ironman was, I literally thought the person telling me was lying because I didn't actually think it was physically possible for a human to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, recently I watched that um, Iron Cowboy documentary yeah, on Netflix. Have you seen that? I have. I was going to say, and then you see him, he's doing 50 in 50 days. And you're he's like, 50 Iron Man in 50 days. Yeah. I literally like lost it watching that. I just, he's insane. He's, he's insane. I, I just thought that too. He's insane. And I thought, well, one Olympic triathlon is fine. <laughs> Yeah. compared to that <laughs> so is that what it's like when you're out there and you're seeing people like lap you or do you know so I mean I know I mean for me it's like I'm running my own race in this yeah. Yeah. but does seeing those other people just achieve incredible things inspire you I think it does and I think I think definitely now that with like you're doing your own race and I think we first the first few you do you forget that it's your first two or three or one and, and the people next to you going past have done like you know several um and I think the addiction probably comes from once you start training you tend to start training I found 
with people and you make friends and then next thing you know you're in a group chat with cyclists and you start sort of just becoming like it's like a social thing um and I think the the the, the longer is like it's the, the bigger challenge like okay I've ticked the sprint off I've ticked the Olympic off what's next okay half Ironman um so it's like the 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 extra challenge slash they're like you know social so you sort of feel like you've got maybe friends and you you, you hang out by going for bike rides um and it just kind of keeps going I think but then I had a friend that did she did her first half Ironman last year at Western Sydney and then she's a fiery as well and I, I saw her the next week I was like oh, how'd you go and she's like not nah, done never doing it again <laughs> so I was like okay you're the other spectrum like Good. she did one she she's done it she's like never again finished and I was like okay cool <laughs> got, that out, got that out her system well I have a confession to make about four years ago I did a sprint triathlon yeah and I said to myself I'm never doing that ever again <laughs> and then now here I am doing an Olympic triathlon so never say never but like yeah. it gets planted I think and you know um I think yeah it's it's interesting so what advice do you have for me then it's my first one I'm I'm doing a it's a scientific triathlon eight week beginners triathlon training plan which is about it's like two runs a week, two rides a week and two swims, but like some of them are more endurance and some of them are more technique focused. So what would be your advice other than that? You're off to the right start with, with the program, I think. So yeah. um, a few things I would say, if if you are lost with programming, get a coach or get a program. I got a coach for my half Ironman just because I, was, I, had, I, had, I had fitness background but not tried fitness experience. Um, I think. Follow the program, but listen to your body um, is the next thing. Like, obviously, there's 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 a program, but if if you're feeling you know a little bit injured or if you're feeling like you're just really down, you know, ticking off the the session is good, but adjusting it if you need to is okay. Um, I know people that have followed a program and followed to a T because they thought they had to and then end up injured. So, mm-hmm. definitely listen to your body is a big thing. Um, keep up your strength a little bit if you can. I found um, getting into the longer stuff, I probably didn't do enough strength. Like you don't have to flog yourself in the strength session, but definitely do things, you know, your glutes, your core, because, you you know, you're in a seated position on the bike for so long um, and then you're running straight away and you want to have everything sort of switched on so you don't sort of feel like, ugh, towards the end. Um, nutrition yeah, is a big yeah, thing. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about nutrition because <laughs> I've seen some – interesting things and I've definitely noticed even in my own performance the mornings where like I'll have a protein smoothie or something before I train yeah. like I can do anything and then the days yeah. when I'm eating as much it's um yeah. yeah definitely evident what advice do you have nutrition wise um I would say once again listen to your body is, is your body knows best I, I I reckon um with the stuff during training and racing I would say from personal experience, trying to keep it as natural as you can. I, I'm not a fan of the gels and they, I find them quite very, very sweet and digestion wise, not the best. I, I mentioned to you that um, brand infinite are great. I quite like that. That's just like a powder and they uh, work it to your, you know, your body, your weight, your sweat level, your, what you're training for. And that's quite a more of a natural range um but before like training and after I would probably I would just have a banana before a session that's that's I'm pretty simple and I feel pretty good from that yeah. if I'm doing a longer like a longer one like maybe for the half I'd probably put like yeah, a scoop of infinite into my drink bottle and that just kind of dissolves into a bit of like a 
I feel like a Gatorade effect, but a bit more on, I like a bit better. Um, and then after, you know, definitely try and get something in before, like within the half hour. Like I, I love a good post session smoothie, you know, a bit of banana, frozen fruit, bit of protein powder if you like it, um, coconut water, a bit of milk, whatever choice you like. Um, and after, and then just making sure, you know, you're getting enough food in, um, is, is definitely the key. And just sort of maybe even just watching what you're, what you're eating. You don't have to, you know, count anything or, or write anything down too much, but sort of get a, you get a bit of a feel as you go on, I think. Hmm. And what about like, um, people who are listening to this and we're talking about, you know, triathlons and gels and stuff and they're kind of at that real beginner point where they're like even maybe struggling to get their 10,000 steps a day or yeah. haven't been to a gym in a while or something like that you know yeah. I know you're very passionate about really supporting people from that beginner stage what suggestions do you have for getting inspired I think the biggest thing is not trying to be too perfect too soon I think like from clients especially it's almost like the new year you meeting, they do everything hundred percent and then it's just too much. It's just, and then it just falls to the heap in a week or so because they haven't been able to manage the drastic change so quickly. I would say just implement small things each week. Um, you know, have a, have a goal, whether it's three, six, 12 months, have a, you know, whether it's do a race or be a certain, certain weight or feel or size or whatever but then have, you know, the little steps leading up to that, what you need to do, whether it's, okay, you know, maybe join a gym or join a walk group or go walking with friends. And then with food, I think, like, personally, I went, I've gone a bit more plant-based in the last, say, two, three years. Hmm. And that, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a change straight away for me. I, I think I cut out maybe, like, red meat to then, like, maybe something else. And you sort of adjust accordingly to how it suits you. I think there's no one, there's no one way for everyone. And I think we get really quite hard on ourselves when we don't tick all the boxes like everyone else. Um, so, you know, probably like, yeah, we're not being too perfect too soon, not comparing and figuring out what you want and then adjusting accordingly your steps that you need to take to get there. I think is that's the really, really good advice. And I think you're right. Like people, go so hard at the start of the year and then if there's one slip up or you know a few days where they lose motivation then it's like oh well what's the point but like you said like not having to be perfect just you know just keep going one step at a time Mm -hmm. speaking about not having to be perfect I have a real like real problem with my triathlon stuff which is in the swim and I need your advice I um have tried like every brand of goggles and I look like a raccoon when I finish swimming (laughs) Every single time, like I literally look like I've had two black eyes punched out because my goggles just like seem to do that. What is your advice on that? That's a good question. Um, too, or am I just if I just got the genetics that my eyes just complete like it looks scary? And you know, I've never had that problem, but um, maybe what eye type? Yeah, what what brand have you got, or what type have you got? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I think I, I can't think of the brands. Yeah. I've got a few. Um, oh, wait. Um, dogs? Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I think I've literally just I've found one pair straight up from Rebel like years ago and I've just always used them. I think mine's just like a Speedo brand that are like blue and white and they're, they're a little bit big around the eyes. They're open water. They're like, um, 
open water ones. And I just use them and they seem to be too, they seem to be fine. Maybe if they're like really suction maybe they're too tight. I don't know. Yeah. Do problem <laughs> hilarious like I've sent some selfies to people and they've literally said they've literally said like are you okay <laughs> it's just scary on your face, it takes about an hour or two for it to go away so like after I do my swim practice I can't have any meetings or anything oh, no. it's like a real issue but it's funny you know the things you do for goals right yeah you know I think um I don't know what to expect like I think the best advice I got as well is you know make sure that you've done a sprint triathlon before doing the Olympic and I'm really glad that I have that I guess to compare to um having done the mini so I think for anyone listening like if it's something that you're interested in like a sprint is a great way to start um the distances are so much more manageable and I agree I don't have cleats on my bike I'm not going to add any extra complication and I've just borrowed (laughs) I've just borrowed yeah, I've borrowed a simple bike from yeah. from my auntie, and you know, because there are some bikes that are just thousands and thousands of dollars, which, um, yeah, is pretty incredible. But you know, I think I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I knew that I needed some advice from you, given that you've done it, and that's something that I've always sort of done in my journeys. If there's people that have done things, like I want to know what the tips are, what the advice is, and I think I needed to hear what you had to say, and mm-hmm. just get reminded that you know, not only in this triathlon but in life we're all running our own race and just freaking stop comparing stop looking at every what everyone else is doing you can look at it to get inspired and get advice like I've been swimming in the pool and I'll be in the medium lane and I'll be looking at the technique of the people in the fast lane and then I'll like start modeling it and copying their their swim styles as well um yeah also great advice on getting a coach as well which you know I think everything can be a metaphor for life but yeah this triathlon practice is um is definitely yeah it's a it's a it's a new thing and I'm um, I'm really enjoying it definitely not enjoying the cardio as much I usually do a lot <laughs> more weights but but that's cool and so what else um in terms of like people listening to this podcast you know it's the start of the year um a lot of people feeling you know a lot of things around obviously all the bushfires and everything like that but also um you know it is the start of a new decade what sort of um suggestions or advice do you have for people for the year ahead and really you've mentioned a few times about listening to their body like what other advice or or guidance would you have for our listeners around that or some of the topics that we've covered i think i think in regards to the bushfires first i think I've noticed a lot of anger coming from people and I think, you know, yelling at ScoMo and stuff. And I think I would love to see more of the, you know, the other side where there's everyone's, you know, coming together and not like blaming and getting angry is really going to fix anything. It's not going to get anyone's house built. I think coming together and being more of a community and just remembering, you know, what, what, you know, what we're all, what we all are like, you know, a bit more community and, just a bit better vibe, I think. I'm sick of seeing a lot of anger on social media. Mm. Um, and then regards to... There's you know, sort of, I mean, what you just talked about with ScoMo as well, like I've almost felt like it's been a little bit borderline bullying. You know, yeah. and I, I thought, gosh, you know, they can push this guy to, to do something. Oh, you know, yeah. He's, yeah. Copped, he's copped basically a lot of stuff and he hasn't yeah. been you know, he hasn't been in power for 10 or 20 years that has created no. all of this, but I know there's obviously a lot more to what people are talking yeah. about. But yeah. it's, it's definitely saddened me to see how yeah. people could get angry at one person. And I think that when things go wrong, people do like to have someone to blame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So mm. I think it's it's not so much one person. It's you know it's if they're gonna blame someone, blame the whole you know the whole government, not just that one person. It you know. Anyway, there's a lot of opinions around that, but um, with I think with with training them with life, I think doing what you enjoy is the main thing. I think you know we compare and we watch like oh they're at the gym and they look like that, so maybe I should be doing that too. It's it's like if if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it. And I think that's with one with the clients that I've got like they think they need to be slogging themselves at the gym to you know be a certain way. And I feel like you don't have to if you enjoy going for a walk, go for a walk. If you enjoy doing triathlons, do triathlons. If you enjoy boxing do boxing and same with food like you can you can find food that are healthy that you enjoy you don't have to have what everyone else is eating as well like I think find what you enjoy find what works for you everyone's so different um and just keep building like I think we try to be perfect and perfect I, I always say to my clients it's just a setup for sabotage because no one can ever be perfect it's never gonna happen so if we keep trying to be perfect it's just like you know a slap in a slap really um but yeah I think like new decade it's really new time to reflect on what what we've been doing the previous years or the previous days and writing down kind of what you want to do in the next few years I think it's always always a good little reset replan Mm. so yeah yeah awesome good and so what's your vision or plans for the next few years then Oh, that's a toughie. <laughs> so, you're gonna, so you're going to take your own advice then? I know. I was like, I haven't written that down yet. No, I think, <laughs> I think I definitely would love, I love the fitness side of life. I love, I love the fire race, but I love my side. The side is that I can do both. And I just, I want to keep, keep doing new challenges. So now I've sort of backed off the tries a little bit, doing the little ones and I've gone back into the weights side of things. And I've I got a, I got a PT to sort of push me, you know, a little bit more, um, and he mentioned actually last week, he's like, would you ever do a uh, powerlifting comp? And I was like, sure, why not? So that could be the next challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, new challenges in that sort of fitness sense, trying to inspire people to just sort of, you know, start um, supporting the partner in his new business, which is exciting. Um, and I think, I think I should write some things down for this year. I haven't done that yet. Take my own advice. <laughs> yeah. Take your own advice. Definitely. And yeah, and, and for anyone listening as well, um, my 2020 goal setting workshop, it's a one hour workshop, is available online on my website. You get a goal setting ebook where you can get really clear on what you want for the year ahead. And I also guide you through clearing out some of your beliefs and making sure that your values are all aligned as well before you sit down to set your goals. So that could be a good place for people to go as well. And um, and if you are interested, I can send it to you as a thank you for being on this week's podcast, Steph. Yeah, I was like, maybe I should do that. That sounds good. Right. I'll send you a copy as a thank you. It's been awesome. And I really appreciate you sending me, like you sent me like so many different outfits. Now when I'm riding my bike, I'll have, you know, you South Wales so much. <laughs> You sent me a lot of stuff, so I'm all, all kitted out. And I have to say those padded butt seats scare me, but I'm grateful because my crutch is already getting sore after all the riding. So. And another tip when you start doing longer rides, get some of that cream around, you know, the area. I don't, I don't know what cream you're talking about, but maybe you can message me. <laughs> Look, thank you so much. It's been awesome to have a chat with you today. Have the most beautiful day and um and can't wait to see what is ahead for you and born in the 
coming years as well. You're a beautiful couple, and um, and I know that you're you know passionate about helping people really live their best lives. So it's awesome to see you guys out there doing what you're doing. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's been it's been a real pleasure. I quite like this whole podcasting. It's nice. It's lots of fun. It gets to talk <laughs> so to fun people. So thank you so much, Steph. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.